0: Hey jazz fans this is Jack Hamblin and you are listening to Utah Jazz Weekly a podcast for every fan of the Utah Jazz. Every week I have a ton of fun writing and recording these episodes for you guys and of course I love talking about the Utah Jazz. If you guys would like you can leave a rate and review on this podcast that would really help me out a ton. Now without any further ado let's get into this week's episode. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Utah Jazz Weekly, Jazz fans. This is, of course, your host, Jack Hamblin. And today was a huge jazz news day. Tons of stuff going around uh, in the whole NBA Uh, for the Jazz. Lots of things happening right now. Lots of stuff in the future and just tons to talk about. This will probably end up being a longer episode because of that. So everyone strap in and be ready to go because... I'm ready to talk jazz, so, alright, as far as some jazz headlines go, there was tons today, tons yesterday, um, if you haven't been following along with the news through Instagram, through Twitter, through TV, through whatever, I'm here to tell you because there is, there's a lot happening, so, um, first we can just start off with yesterday, um, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell both had their. They were selected as reserves for the All Star game. Um, this is their second selection, second year in a row, and together, um, props to them. They've been playing amazing so far. We know how well the Jazz have been playing, and it's Gobert and Mitchell, as far as the roster goes, that are leading the way for that. So, I mean, for Gobert to be playing in the, in the league as long as he has and. We go back three years ago, he won Defense Player of the Year, and two years ago, he won Defensive Player of the Year, and then um, didn't end up winning it last year. I wouldn't say he had a down year at all, but as far as making that headline, he didn't make it. But honestly, I thought that he he was kind of declining as far as his prime went, and we might have been on the back end of his prime. And we, we still might be on that back end, but, I mean, it seems like he is... Getting to the perfect level of playoff experience, the perfect level of knowing his strengths and knowing where he's needed. Um, last season, he had a little bit of a complaint with the amount of touches he's getting. I think we're still getting him the ball when appropriate, but I wouldn't say that's his role on our team is getting those touches and um, scoring as much as I don't think he's someone we rely on to score. So. Um, I think he's learning his role really well, and I just think that, you know, he's he is, he is the defensive player of the year so far, and he's been playing amazing best screener in the NBA and best defensive player in the NBA. That's going to get you an all-star selection, and you're on the best team in the NBA so far. So as far as Rudy's resume this season, he's definitely an all-star and probably going to win defensive player of the year if he keeps this up. I think he should. His defense is unmatched compared to the rest of the league. And then you have Donovan, who each season Donovan has gotten better, and we've definitely seen that. But this season, his playmaking and his passing is a whole new facet of his game that is just incredible. Um, It's just something to be able to learn that in a short offseason, and he kind of implemented it in the bubble last season, and he's always been a a smart player, a a pretty decent passer since he's came into the league, but to be able to become what I think is one of the best passers in the NBA this season is just incredible, and um, the amount of skill and athleticism to be able to physically do what he's doing passing-wise is incredible, but then just to be able to mentally – that unselfish and to trust and rely on your teammates is also something that's really amazing so as far as he goes i mean mvp is his ceiling for his career and more i think he could be one of the best jazz players of all time depending on how long he's here and how much he can continues to improve each season because he hasn't continued to improve each season he's played. He's definitely an all-star, probably an all-star starter come a couple years from now, if he keeps improving his game in the way he has. So Gobert and Mitchell props to them as all-stars. And then, I mean, Quinn Snyder is an all-star as well. He's coaching the all-star game. So um, props to all three of them. And we, I want to talk about the coaching um, a little bit later in the podcast. Because it's incredible. But yeah, Gobert Mitchell and, and Snyder. Amazing all star players and coaches and props to them for leading the way of the best team in the NBA so far this season. If we talk about the legacy that Gobert and Mitchell are gonna leave and the hopeful future that we can look at because of the extensions they signed this off season, we're gonna have them each this season and three seasons continuing. Um, how many times are they going to be all-stars together? Because right now we're on a two season streak and, uh, I don't see it really slowing down that much. Um, when's the next time Donovan won't make the all-star game? Uh, this is his fourth year in the league. And of course he made it last year. So it was third season as an NBA player and fourth season as an NBA player. He was, he's been an all-star and I mean, he's a generational talent he is going to be an all-star for generations and years, seasons to come. I think he's part of that next generation of greats. Because um, when you look at kind of generations, you have the ones that are getting a little older. Some have already retired because you have like LeBron was with Wade. Wade's retired now, but you have Carmelo was in that same generation. And then you look at the kind of 30-ish generation, which would be kind of Kawhi, and just other players like that, that have been, and Paul George, and just things, people like that, I mean, Embiid's getting up there, I think he's around 30, and Donovan, Doncic, Young, Tatum, Zion, they're the next, they're the next people to take, to take, um, just the, the leading way of being those amazing players that, that will, that the, the torch will be passed, as to say. But it's just incredible to think about the future of both of them, but especially Mitchell with his age and ex- playoff experience at such a young age in his career, how many All-Star games he's going to be to is probably in the double digits, to be honest. So, yeah, it's just an amazing career ahead of him. Um, continuing with the All-Star selections, Anthony Davis, uh the top five player in the league, not this season. I think he's uh, had a little off, which could could have to do with this season starting so close to their finals run. Maybe he just hasn't, you know, he's been in a little slump, but overall great player in the NBA was selected as an all-star. But his injury is definitely going to bar him from playing. So there's going to need to be a replacement for him. Um, I think right now the most likely candidate is going to be Devin Booker. Who did not make the All Star game again was snubbed. Should have made it instead of Chris Paul. If you're going to pick a son, you got to pick Booker. The amount of time he's been there, the just offensive diversity he brings to the court, he should have been there. Chris Paul's completely transformed them as a team. But I just think that that was a little bit of a bias towards Chris Paul as he's a veteran and everybody likes the way he plays. A lot of the media and coaches are a big fan of his and other players. But as far as if you're going to pick someone from that team who's been playing great lately, I'd say the second-hottest team, aside from the Jazz, maybe third-hottest. Brooklyn's been rolling, too, and the Clippers. But um, I would just... I'm surprised he's not in there. So with with Anthony Davis most likely being hurt and being not in the All-Star game, it's most likely going to be Booker and to replace him. But Conley has a very strong case... He's only missed six games this season, so the injury isn't a problem. And his play has transformed the Jazz. I would say Mitchell and Rudy are kind of similar to where they were last season. I would say there hasn't been anything major change um, that would increase the Jazz's ability to win this much. They've definitely elevated their game, but the main contributor to the Jazz's success this season versus last season is Conley. Stats aren't how you pick All-Stars, I think. I think it's how their effect on their court, how they help their team to succeed, their dominance, their, just their all-around play, no matter how much they're used, because some teams use some players more than others, and the Jazz don't rely on Conley to have as many shots or touches as some other players who might have better All-Star cases than him to some people but he he's played like an all-star this season it's sad that he won't get in due to the limited number of spots but I'm glad we could have two guys from our team make it and I'm glad Snyder can be a coach what I really want to see is um, Rudy and Donovan on separate teams I think would be really cool and then just funny to watch them watch Donovan like it would be absolutely um, just mind-bending and so weird to watch donovan drive up on rudy and have rudy defend donovan because we've never seen that before so i just think that would be really a really fun thing to see and then i just i hope they're on separate teams which in result would mean that snyder would be coaching against one of them which would be really funny as well just to see something different it'd be really fun i i think to see that um anyway back to back to conley it's 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 a shame he's never been an All-Star. Some people say he's the best player to never make an All-Star team. I would probably agree off the top of my head. I can't think of many others. Um but and he's getting a little bit older. So what are the odds of making an All-Star game for just a a regular NBA player like someone that's probably not in the top 35 of the league? Um to be an all-star he might retire without having one which is a shame and this season might have been his best chance maybe i mean knock on wood and everything next season of the season after that if we re-sign him donovan gets hurt maybe someone gets hurt and we rely on him more and he ends up being an all-star which would be cool but this might have been his last chance which is really unfortunate uh, he might take Anthony Davis's spot. Maybe, again, knock on wood, somebody else gets injured. Hopefully not, and he takes their spot. But it's looking like Conley's not going to be an all-star this season and possibly never in his career, which is very unfortunate because back when he played in Memphis for the Grizzlies, he was great um, just as an undersized guy, a guy that's not especially flashy in any area of the game, not like a specialist three-point shooter or anything incredible at the rim his mental um, play his um, diversity and defense and passing and his leadership and calmness on the court as someone who's never gotten a technical foul which is just such an interesting fact about him he he brings such a great aspect of the game with his play similar to Chris Paul I would say where I mean, it's nothing flashy, but it's especially consistent, and it is just, it's what every team needs. Every team needs a Mike Conley, and it's sad he's never been an All-Star, so it's unfortunate. Um, As far as the All-Star weekend goes, for those of you that that don't know, there's of course the All-Star game, Skills Challenge, Dunk Contest, and Three-Point Contest are all events in the all-star game and donovan found out today that he he was invited to to be in the three-point contest which is super cool to see him get that and to recognize that as someone that doesn't rely on three a lot of players that um get to be on in that event um are the ones that like just shoot threes like a duncan robinson or a Bertans or not exactly, Steph doesn't rely on the three, but he's known for threes, or those guys are usually um, in that, but today, uh, Mitchell found out just today that he's going to be in that three-point contest, so that'll be awesome to watch, definitely give Jazz fans a reason to watch that, and it's a pretty fun event, Um, he said something really funny, I'm going to try and find it here, about, um, about Ingles, and how he wanted Ingles in the three-point contest as well let's see here so mitchell's gonna be in the three-point contest i wonder who else will be in there and his shot of winning it because he's he's great of he's great from three so we will see what did he say about because of course he had the dunk contest um his rookie year and won it. So we can get the dunk contest. And I think he was actually part of the skills challenge too, but didn't end up winning it. So um, get the three-point contest win possibly. And he has the slam dunk win. So pretty sweet. Um, So he said that he was, this is a quote from Donovan. I've been begging Joe Ingles to get in, but he's old. So he's going to be sitting in his rocking chair or something with the kids. So <laughs> a little bit of a banter between the, the players, the teammates, Uh, and Donovan and Joe have kind of always had that banter, I remember, I think it was last season, Joe came up to him in an interview or when he was taking a video with Royce or something for the media, and Joe said something to the effect of, I've never liked you, and I never will, or I've never wanted you on this team, that's my Joe Ingles impression, but I just thought it it was pretty funny and that kind of brotherhood and sibling type relationship of teasing each other and maybe more of a uncle and nephew type of relationship super funny good for the team good for the camaraderie and fans love it i love it when that kind of stuff happens so pretty awesome um as far as the all-star game that's about all the news it's going to be on march 7th which is a week from sunday And it's going to be a great day. Usually it's a weekend, like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with the three-point and skills on one day, the all-star game on one day, and the dunk contest on one day. I think that's usually how it goes down. But they're just doing it all one day as uh, far as COVID goes and um, saving travel and contact and that kind of stuff. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be a great day. It's on TNT. I think it starts at four thirty, so tune in to watch Mitchell for the three-point point. and I mean all the events are really cool to watch but as far as Jazz goes Mitchell for the three-point then all-star game will have three of our guys and Donovan Rudy and Snyder in there so pretty awesome um, other news today like I said today was such an amazing uh, heavy news day is the Jazz release Shaq Harrison from our roster. He was someone we signed at the beginning of the season. He hasn't played any uh significant minutes because just haven't uh had him to fill the role, haven't needed him to fill that role. He's a pretty good player, but and I was kind of hoping to see the him get some minutes, but um just jazz didn't like what they saw and they let him go as they had to make a a decision as far as that goes. So, um that this basically means that the Jazz have a couple of uh, roster spots open, which um, means that we could have other, other things going on. As far as our roster goes, we can bring some guys up to put on our bench. A lot of people are thinking that Elijah Hughes, who we drafted, will come back up there, um, or... Um, there could be some minor trade deadline things happening or just signing some free agents. Right now, there's a couple free agents in the league. Um, I don't think the Jazz are going to make anything major. Of course, nothing major is needed because we're the best team in the NBA so far, best record in the NBA so far. But with two open roster spots, like I said, the options basically are bring people up from the G League that we have or, or sign some people that are, are free agents. Um, Quinn Cook is a guard released by the Lakers. Not too bad. Of a player. Could have some good chemistry if we're ending up needing him. He's had some experience in the playoffs and other stuff. Um, and then DeMarcus Cousins was just released from Houston. Again, a decent player. I'm not a huge fan of his, but he he's not awful, of course. He had a really dominant run. He's very injury-prone. Um So, possible. Um, We'll see what the Jazz do with those two roster spots. I think it's most likely to just bring some players up and develop um, some youth. Because the Jazz are getting uh, a lot of games where players are getting a couple minutes at the end. And, you know, a couple minutes is a couple minutes. But as far as NBA experience goes, I mean, these young guys will take what they can get. So, I'd prefer us to bring up some of those other guys to the um roster even if they're not playing any significant minutes i i I just prefer that kind of thing um as far as future of our team like i'm saying developing the youth conley this week earlier this week maybe friday or saturday um had a statement about his future with the jazz because He's the highest paid player on our team this season, I believe. If we look at the Jazz's payroll here, I can take a look at it just so I know that I am correct in that. Let's see here. The Jazz's payroll is going to be... Let's see here. We'll go to Basketball Reference. They're my favorite um, website for this kind of stuff. I know last season Conley was our... Highest-paid player, but I'm not sure when Rudy and Donovan's contracts come in, as far as that goes. Yeah, so he's our highest-paid player this season at 34 and a half million, because um, Donovan's still on his rookie contract this season. So yeah, it's it, and looking at that, like we're saying, I mean, the value he brings to our team is great. Last season. He struggled a lot and he was definitely one of the most overpaid players in the league. So, um, he would definitely not be being signed for this much in the future. But after the season, if Royce would like to come back to Utah, and we'll get back to what he said later, um, it would be great. He, what he's brought to our team and the development he's had, it's, it's an amazing thing. So, um, at least from his side, I think we are we're gonna get him back, for sure. Um, he I know he wants to be back, and if we look at his quote, we can see what he said about it. So, this is a co- a quote from Mike Conley um, a couple days ago about potential potentially remaining with the Jazz for a long term. He said, "Utah's got me." I was talking about this with my wife recently. We love it here. I don't think I can go anywhere else that plays the way we play. We'll see this off season because when that time comes, there will definitely be a lot of chatter. So he's saying we'll see. He's saying we love it here. Um, family has a big. I think family is a big thing to do with um, where a player signs and different things like that. And of course, wives have a pretty big influence on their husbands. As far as that kind of thing, where the family's going to be raised and that kind of stuff. So it looks like he's found a pretty good home here. Mountain Mike, we call him. And um, for the right price, I'd love to have him back. And I think it'd be smart to have him back. So hopefully we can bring Conley back for a good price. And that um, that he can continue to be successful here. Because I think he's currently 31 or 32 33 so signing him for two or three years would be good um again at the right price because looking at um the next couple seasons um donovan and rudy are taking up a a good majority of our payroll which is of course worth it because they're amazing they're both all-stars but um you know it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting offseason as far as that goes so um just one more piece of major news for the jazz is that the season schedule for the rest of the regular nba season 2020 2021 season was released today um super awesome schedule for the jazz favors us in a lot of ways we had one of the toughest first half schedules which of course in turn gives you one of the easiest second half schedules and being one of the hardest schedules and still playing the way we are is amazing. And Then being able to get that for the second half is also incredible. Um, I'm not going to go over it game per game or my record prediction or discussing a lot of the matchups because I'm going to do more of that um, the week of basketball that we don't have games because the Jazz's last game is on March third and then the second half of the schedule is released or is continues on March twelfth. So that's a little nine-game break or nine-day game break for the Jazz. And during that time, I'll kind of preview the schedule and do some other stuff. But um, looking at it, it looks a lot easier. Ends on May 16th, which is really cool. And um, like I said, starts on March 12th. There's some pretty long road trips in there. Um, We started it off with a home game and then we have six road games so a little road trip that kind of travels to a lot of places up and down the east coast and then some good home stands as well um if tickets i think tickets should be a little bit more affordable coming up here um so hopefully a lot of us can get back to the games i did go to the 76ers game which was a really fun one but hoping to go to more um as we continue so yeah a couple of uh little mini road trips and then that major six game road trip like i said and i think the most fun thing about this is that we're playing some teams we haven't seen yet this season um from the west coast at least we haven't played the grizzlies yet or the kings yet i think those are the only two we haven't played that we're going to be playing in this half um i mean we played the trailblazers opening night feels like we haven't played them yet um we haven't played the Spurs yet, so that should be an interesting one as well. So, um, I'll preview that more next—not next week, but the next episode, I think. Whenever we have that break, so um, should be sweet. So, like I said, this is probably going to be a little bit of bit of a longer episode because we just all we did was go over headlines, and we're almost a half hour in. So, um, now we can kind of look at since last week's episode. Um, There's been uh, uh, some great games for the Jazz, if we want to look at them now. um, We played the Clippers last Friday, took a loss 116-112, played the Hornets on Monday, and beat them 132-110. And looking at both of these games individually, um, it told a lot about the Jazz. And what I think the best part about this season so far is, is that... A lot of the games have defined the Jazz in different ways. And a lot of the games have um, really brought out who the Jazz really are. Um, there's been some defining games, good and bad, for the Jazz. There's been a lot of turning points. And I think both of these games showed a lot about what who the Jazz are and, and what they're hoping to do for the rest of the season. So if we look at the Clippers game, this was... A really great game for both teams, and I think that it was a a good a good loss for the Jazz. When we talk about good losses, good wins, bad wins, bad losses, they happen. Um, the Jazz have had some bad wins, as you would say. A win is never bad, but uh, a win that you don't exactly come out confident in, which there were some aspects of that in the Hornets game, but um, I wouldn't consider that a bad win. But if we look back, like the Thunder, looking way back, for example, I mean, it just took a Donovan game winner to beat them, and they're not that great of a team, and we didn't play that great. So it's a, a win where you don't play great. But this was a loss where the Jazz played pretty great, and it's one of those games where um, you really see how the Jazz can play different styles of basketball. A lot of the, a lot of the doubters of the Jazz, their knock on them is that we don't have someone that can take over games. We don't have a LeBron. We don't have this guy. We don't have a Kawhi. We don't have a Harden. We don't have a Kevin Durant. We don't have a Curry. We don't have an Embiid. So we don't have someone that when the the other team's player is playing great, we don't have someone that can match that level to be able to compete. But Donovan is that player. And that's that's what kind of confuses me for people's criticism of course we didn't win this game but donovan took 27 shots which is a ton for one player 27 shots is uh an incredible amount he didn't shoot it incredibly efficient 12 for 27 is uh, a pretty average field goal percentage um four for 11 not an awful uh three point percentage for him but with five assists and 35 points in 34 minutes he he had a really great game And, I mean, we got to give it to the Clippers. They played a really great game defensively, and they didn't have that great of a game either. I mean, Kawhi shot 0 for 4 from 3, and as a team they only shot 10 for 30 from 3. We shot 12 for 34, so just a little bit better. But their defense against us was something that no other team has done this season. And um, I think a lot of teams are going to look back on this tape and see the Jazz's weaknesses but you got to give the Clippers props because they did an amazing job at defending us they stopped the ball movement um we only had 13 assists as a whole team some players get more than that in a game in the NBA it's very rare but as a whole team only 13 assists they really really stopped our ball movement and that is one of our biggest strengths and one of the things people compare us to the Spurs and things like that um something we do really well they took it away with their length with their um type of defense they played and their coaching by Lu was great on the defensive end so i mean props to them because they didn't have an amazing offensive game but they just played such great defense on us and they played great on offense when needed and when required and at the best opportunities to beat us, it was only a four-point win, and I mean Donovan at the end of there, uh, it was a very very close clutch time because if we look back at um the course of the game here, um they were up by like a a good amount at one point with like two minutes left, yeah, so two nineteen left in the game, they were up by twelve. And then Donovan, he he can take over games, and that knock to me isn't a isn't an accurate um, isn't an accurate type of thing, type of criticism against the Jazz. Um, we were down by five, we were down by six with twenty seconds, and we lost by four. So, not anything, I mean, amazing, as far as that goes. But Donovan with the two threes at the end, it reminded me of some of those Nuggets games in the playoffs. And I mean he's gonna do those in the playoffs, so it was it was amazing play by Donovan at the end and just came up a little bit short. And I mean they played great defense and hopefully we can um, you know, stop that kind of long stopping the pass and play a little bit better isolation offense against teams when they do that to us, so um, that was the clippers game on Friday and then we got a little two-day break and then the we beat the hornets 132 to 110 and see this was a really interesting game one of the most interesting of the season to me because um it wasn't a good two and a half quarters for the jazz and in the past when we've seen the jazz play like this it's it hasn't been a win and it hasn't been that close to a win because usually the Jazz have been on the receiving end um of what we did to them. Um and that's kind of been a lot for the season is Jazz are doing what teams used to do to us. Um it was a very close game throughout um like I said until we went on a huge run end of the third, end of the fourth quarter um think it was like a 27 to 2 run to go up by a lot Um, because at the 226 mark at the end of the second let me go to the third it was a little bit closer here let's see here it was 80 the let's see here if I'm looking at the third the Jazz were down by Let's see here. 84 to 78 with five minutes left in the third. So down by six with five minutes left. And then at the 8.55 left in the fourth, up by 16. So an amazing run there to be down. And then just ran away with it in the fourth. And something very interesting that was pointed out to me by someone I was watching it with. um, This is what the Warriors used to do to people. People would stay with them for two or two and a half quarters, and then the threes would just be unstoppable, and I mean, that's what happened to the Jazz. The Jazz, again this season, broke their franchise three points in a game record, which was 28 made threes, 28 out of 55, 28 threes in a game, that's incredible. And, I mean, my criticism of George Niang at the beginning of the season and every Jazz fans is completely washed away now. He went 7-for-7 from 3 for 21 points. Man, only the best can go that. Only the best can do 7-for-7, and um, that was just an amazing game for him off the bench. How many ninth men in the league can go 7-for-7? Not many ninth men can do that, so... That was amazing, and Joe went um, 7 for 10, Clarkson went 5 for 10, Conley went 4 for 9, Mitchell 3 for 8, so a lot of guys at about that halfway mark, and um, it was just a really, it was a really good ending, Um, but definitely some things that you can take away from this game that the Jazz need to improve on. Um, Rudy had 6 blocks, she she had 2 blocks on one play, that was an amazing play. Um, he's just so great defensively. He, he needs to win that defensive player of the year if he keeps us up. Cause who affects the game like he does? No one affects the game like he does. It's crazy. And then Royce with eight, eight and five assists for O'Neal, man, that was a great ending. Um, it got pretty ugly there though, for a quarter, if, for a quarter, if we were playing a, a team that was maybe a little bit more offensively sound, um, if we were playing somebody like Denver, And um, somebody like Milwaukee, Brooklyn, you know, the best teams. This might have have not ended up the way it was because Jazz had 22 turnovers. 22 turnovers is a lot of turnovers. That's a ton. Um, I mean, Charlotte had 13 steals as a team. 13 steals as a team. P.J. Washington had four steals. So that's, I mean, credit to them for getting those steals, but a lot of those were the Jazz making poor decisions and maybe being a little bit rattled by Charlotte's style of play, which is very transition heavy, insanely transition heavy the whole game. They're just trying to go keep that pace high, high, high. I mean, but I mean, we came out with the a great win. Most threes, second most threes in a game by a team in NBA history, 28 threes that's a ton of threes and I mean it shows where the league is going it shows what the Jazz are doing this season breaking records from beyond the arc so it was a great game um so it's looking like Anthony Davis will not be playing in the all-star game and Devin Booker is going to be playing so he's an all-star he's made an all-star game before I'm sure um Let's look how many he's gotten. I'd be really surprised if he's never been in an All-Star game. Cuz if not, this would be a good good time for him to finally be in one. Let's see here. He He won the three-point contest last season. That's cool. He Let's see here so it looks like he has never been an all-star wow so i'm glad he is this year and i'm glad that um he got that opportunity Uh, i mean it should be him conley you can argue it should have been but i mean phoenix is playing great so i'm not mad at that at all um the jazz have have a like we've said, the schedule has remained tough since forever ago, and we said it's going to be a tough time coming up, and we've continued to play amazing. Um, I think that was starting with pff, the last Hornets game um, almost a month ago, and we've only lost that one game against the Clippers. So um, as far as the remaining schedule goes, we've got Lakers tonight. We're going to talk about that game um, in a minute. And then we've got Heat on Friday in Miami. So after tonight, we got a four-game road trip. So this is our last home game of the first half of the season. Um, we have a great home record, only lost two at home. So we don't really lose here up in the mountains, up in the altitude, where it's it's hard to hard to win for other teams. Then we play Miami Friday and then the Magic Saturday. And then I think we're just going to talk about those three games because the other two will be in next week's episode. So, yeah. Um, before we dive into um, this week's... Rest of the games this week... Um, it's very confusing to me... And I talked about this last season... Or last episode... Not last season... Um, Quinn Snyder is amazing... The coaching diversity... And the adapt the adapting to... Um, the game... Within the game... If we're struggling... Like in the Hornets game... And he trusts our guys. He trusts his style and his mechanics. And if you really break it down, I mean, I should probably, I need to do, start doing this if I, if I had the time and if I can find the time. Breaking down individual plays for the Jazz where you can see the amazing coaching. The rotations are on point. He plays to everyone's strengths. He trusts in our players some coaches and and general managers and things might have looked at some George Niang trades or different things like that at the beginning of the season, but they really trust him because they know what he can do. And he went seven for seven last game, and I mean, continues to have a pretty great season as far as threes go. And I mean, that's why he's on the team is to hit those threes when we need them. So, um, our coaching and our front office is just incredible. I wish Quinn Snyder was getting some coach of the year love because a lot of people are saying oh the Jazz don't really have like a top 15 or top 20 player in the league which is not true at all I don't think. And but then we're have we have the best record in the NBA but we don't have a coach of the year coach. What the heck is that? I don't understand that. I mean maybe I don't understand the award as much as I thought I did but he he's just a great coach. I'm so glad we have him. I hope we have him for the next 15 seasons because I think he's building something special here. Already has something very special and to be able to keep that consistently for the next decade, half decade, however long he's here, however long we are this dominant. It's a very special thing. So I just wanted to give him I mean, he if coaches were in the MVP conversation, he'd be up there, but I don't know why he's not in the coach of the year conversation he's incredible like the evolution of the three-point reliant not reliant but just the amount of attempts we take per game and how effective it has been is something that i think a lot of coaches are going to emulate and i kind of already see it in the league emulating off of his game so it's been incredible um tonight's matchup against the lakers huge matchup not as huge as the other ones will be later in the season when davis is healthy but still a huge matchup They are looking for a win, because they've lost four of their last five, um, only beating the worst team in the league, Minnesota Timberwolves, um, in those five games, so I know they'll be hungry for a win, I know they will be tired up here in the altitude, and I know it will be a great nationally covered game, um, LeBron, of course, is one of the best in the league, and, um, I love watching the Jazz play him. I've seen him play him live. It's um, always fun to watch LeBron. Um, Something we should appreciate while we can because he's incredible. Um, But he can't do it alone. And they will be missing Anthony Davis and their best um, player off the bench, Dennis Schroeder, is out for um, tracing, contact, protocol, whatever they're calling that. So it's going to take a lot from them to win tonight. I think that they have been on a little road trip let me see here at their schedule. They played oh no, they've actually been at home for a while. So after Monday in California, they flew here where they lost an overtime to the Wizards on Monday. They flew here the next day and we will be playing them tonight in the high altitude here in good old Utah. So it's gonna be gonna be pretty amazing, I would say, of a game. I mean, just because our just because Davis and Schroeder are out doesn't mean we should relax. I don't think our guys will relax. Um they will play their game and I think they're gonna play their game to a win. Um it just seems like one of the ones that's gonna be close and gonna be really fun to watch. But um it feels like a win because just without Davis and LeBron getting up there in age. He's had an incredible season. I don't think he should be in the MVP conversation honestly, but he is cuz he's LeBron. Um um they've they've had a great season, but without Davis and without some help from the bench, the rest of the team has not been playing well at all and it's it's been unfortunate everyone's a little banged up I mean Kuzma's day-to-day LeBron's day-to-day and Morris's day-to-day as far as their injuries go I mean they'll all be playing tonight because they need them but they're not at full energy they're not at full health you can see um how close the finals was to the beginning of the season is taking a wear on them getting this late and they really need that all-star break um which is unfortunate because I think the season started too soon as far as the people that were in the finals who were actually playing this week, the Lakers and the Heat, um, was a little too soon and you can see that wear on them. So I think as far as who's has the momentum, who's the healthiest, um, the Jazz will get the win tonight. But, um, I mean, this is probably a Western Conference Finals preview matchup without Davis and Schroeder. But hopefully we see a better matchup later. Um, Yeah, should be a good game. Um, There's no former Jazz on the Lakers, but Clarkson did play for the Lakers. So I don't know if anyone that's on the team now um, was there when he was there because basically LeBron got there, shipped everyone out, and, um, you know, built his championship team, built the team that won the finals. So um, something that will be great about tonight and I hope to see is – Conley and Mark Gasol, of course, had their dominant years in Memphis. They will be playing against each other tonight. Um, hope to see a meet-up for the game, have a little meet-and-greet about their friendship, their brotherhood, and those memories they made of that great team in Memphis. So um, just those things tonight. It is on ESPN if, if you have access to that versus just the normal Jazz coverage. Tune into the game at 8. Pretty late game, um, especially for those on the East Coast, but should be a good one. And then this weekend, we've got a nice um, hot Florida matchup. One against the Heat, one against the Magic. The Heat are pretty banged up. Um, um, Heroes day to day. Drogic is day to day as far as their main guys go. And then, of course, Avery Bradley's out. And Myers Leonard, who is very essential to their success, is out for the season. Um, they started off pretty rough. Um, but they're on a three game winning streak and they've won seven of their last 10 and they're playing pretty good basketball. Jimmy Butler is, I think still one of the most underrated players in the league, even after that run. So it will be interesting to see what they do. They beat the Kings heat and Lakers recently, but before that had a three game losing streak to us, the Clippers and the warriors. And I think this might've been the one jazz game this season that I didn't watch, (laughs) um, was against the heat. Um, I think I could go back and watch it for sure, but it'll be an interesting matchup. And I don't even think Butler played, so this is like a whole different team. Um, This is kind of a toss-up for the Jazz as well. I think, of course, we're kind of expecting a lot of wins from the Jazz right now, especially against East Coast teams who we've been very good at playing. We've lost two to the East Coast, and they were against the Nets without anybody. We lost to them, and then the Knicks, we lost two. They had a really great game. We've lost two in the East and four in the West. So I think the Jazz should take care of Miami. It will be a really close one, but it should be a good away game that, um, you know, even with a loss, as long as our guys are playing competitive, playing good defense, not turning the ball over like we did in Charlotte, which we did a lot in Charlotte, it should be a really, a really great game. Um, I'm excited. I like the Heat a lot. I like their coaching. Uh, I've heard some comparisons to Snyder and Eric Spolkstra, which has been the heat coach forever, and the way Snyder's been playing and coaching, playing our guys, I mean, and coaching, and kind of the Jazz's expectation this season, which I would say our expectation right now is the Western Conference Finals, is that um, a lot of... He is similar to Eric Spolkstra's younger coaching days, with those great Heat teams that were winning finals, so um, respect to that comparison. Respect to Spoltra, I think he's a great coach and should be a great game. And then on Saturday we have the Orlando Magic, who are extremely hurt this season. Vucevic is one of my favorite centers in the league. I was kind of hoping we, if Rudy was, um, if Rudy for some reason got traded, which I'm super glad we didn't. I was kind of expecting it. I know I've said that before. I was kind of hoping we could get someone like Vucevic or Vucevic to the Jazz, so um, a lot of respect for him. He's a great player, but um, they have two of their best players, um, Jonathan Isaac and Markelle Fultz, out for the season, and right now Cole Anthony and Aaron Gordon are um, just out, so we'll see how long their timetable is. This should be a win for the Jazz. The Magic aren't anything super special. Vucevic is, is an incredible player, but they're just very short-handed, and um not playing amazing basketball they just beat the Pistons lost to the Pistons they beat the Warriors by four which was great and I think they're in the playoffs right now if we look at the West nope they're 12th in the league so not doing great 13 and 19 so hopefully the Jazz will get that win um Rudy I think has done a pretty good job of containing Vucevic in the past so should be a good win and that's pretty much the Jazz schedule for this week um Of course, we had Monday's game, but um, podcasts the last couple weeks, just because of my busyness and what's come up for me, has been um, at different days than Monday, which was kind of the normal, but we're going to hit it next Monday um, before our last two games of the season. So, I think that's going to be about it. Um, Super hyped for the Lakers game. Love playing teams as good as the Lakers, and um, love playing on national national TV. It's going to be a great game, love, love seeing what the national, um, what the national broadcasters say about the Jazz, I mean, I shouldn't care what they say, we all shouldn't care what they say, but I, I care for some reason, so it should be a good one, tune in tonight to the Lakers, and then this weekend, a good pair of Florida games should be exciting, um, I think that's it for this week, um, I'm excited. It, it snowed a little bit here in Utah today, a little flurry, but I just want it to get warmer. I don't know um, about everyone else rest in the rest of the country, how the weather's going. I know prayer's up for Texas, who has who has been hit with some awful cold and some awful snow for them, but it's looking like it's going to get a little bit hotter here in the next couple of weeks, so good for that. I'm excited for the heat. I've been stuck in the cold for a while, but... I think that's gonna be it for from me today hope you guys have a good one have a great time watching the jazz games have a great all-star game that's coming up here in a couple weeks and i mean it's amazing to be a jazz fan right now best time since the 90s to be a jazz fan and i'm glad the leaks kind of take a note of of what the jazz are doing take note for how great we're doing how great we're coaching all that stuff so you guys have a good one uh take care of yourselves get get enough sleep stay on top of your work school work all that stuff and and just have a good good rest of your week and we will see you next monday for a next great episode of utah jazz weekly have a good one